Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. I want to talk to you about breaking down altars. Now, if we look at Judges, chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. Now, this is going to be in the New King James Version. Then the angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal to Bochum, or Bochim, I'm not sure how to say that, and said, I led you up from Egypt and brought you to the land of which I swore to your fathers, and I said, I will never break my covenant with you. And you shall make no covenant with the inhabitants of this land. You shall tear down their altars. But you have not obeyed my voice. Why have you done this? Therefore I also said, I will not drive them out before you, but they shall be thorns in your side, and their gods shall be a snare to you. Notice that they shall be thorns in your side, and their gods will be a snare to you. Now Paul mentioned a thorn in the side. We don't know what his was exactly. Some people guess, but uh, nonetheless, I just want to mention that you know God had said, you know, we're not. Um, if since you chose not to do these things, you know, I'm not going to drive them out before you. You know, while these verses are historical in nature relating to us the events that occurred in Israel's past. The lessons here are easily related to us today. There's a lot of things in the Old Testament that are this way. See, we cannot make a covenant or a treaty with evil and maintain a covenant with God. When we choose God and make our covenant with Him, we are choosing to eliminate evil from our lives. It is a process, and it does take time, but we cannot also have altars to other gods. We cannot continue to have idols or worship other things. We cannot accept and play around with things we know are immoral and wrong. We must tear down those altars to sin. Go back here, and he says, You shall make no covenant with the inhabitants of this land. You shall tear down their altars. And that's what we should be doing in our lives, too. We must tear down those altars to sin. Those things in our lives that draw us away from God, that pull us, tempt us to do immoral things. We're talking about personally in our own lives. We're not looking at others or judging others. We, this is self-examination. We must examine ourselves in our lives. We are examining ourselves. We're judging ourselves, not others. But if we have things that allow, that we allow in our lives, even though we know they are wrong, those are altars to sin. Those are things we know are immoral, but we keep them around. We just, you know, we keep them hanging around in case we want them. Maybe they are our secret sin that we don't think anyone knows about, but the Lord knows. Sometimes it's not even secret. Sometimes we're very right out in the open about it. And, and maybe sometimes we even think it's okay. But the Lord knows. He always knows because he is faithful and is always with us. We, in turn, must also be faithful to God. We must not give room to Satan, the devil, evil, or immorality in our lives. However you want to think about that or say that. When we do, when we allow those things, 
Those things are a thorn and a snare to us. Just as God mentions above. Because we allow them in our lives, God will not remove them. Because we choose them over God. God wants us to choose Him, to choose life and not death. And see the results here in these verses just a little further down in the chapter. It's Judges chapter 2, verses 11 through 13. And again, still the New King James Version. Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals. And these were the uh, the foreign gods, or you know, uh, I don't I don't know the right way to say this right now, but uh, you know, they were idols. They were not they were not anything real like God is. And they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, who had brought them out of the land of Egypt, and they followed other gods from among the gods of the people who were all around them. And they bowed down to them, and they provoked the Lord to anger. They forsook the Lord and served Baal and the Ashtoreths. This is the end result of having other gods, of having those idols in our lives. Things we put in front of God. In the end, we serve something else. We serve someone else. The more comfortable we become allowing these things to remain in our lives, the further we move from the Lord. This is the problem and the cost of keeping sin in our lives. Sin will always cost you more than you want to pay. It will always take you further than you want to go. And it will always stay longer than you want it to stay. And it will change. It will always change you or change us in ways that we do not want and do not realize. Now this, this saying, I have paraphrased this from someone else. This is not my saying. I want to make sure we're clear about that. I did not create this or invent this. I'm just paraphrasing what I had heard, and I really appreciated this statement. So I'm going to repeat it again. I'm going to try to say it in a better way, a little better way. But <clears throat> sin will always cost us more than we want to pay. The damage and the harm of sin is always worse than you think. It will always take us further than we want to go. We think, well, we will just do this, or we'll just do that, but we always end up going farther and farther off the path and chasing that sin further and further away. It will always stay longer than we want it to stay. And it can be hard to get rid of sin. It can be hard to get rid of those bad habits, uh, the bad thought processes and the emotional and mental uh, ties and damage you know it can it can be harder and it can stay longer than you want it to stay it, it does it always does and it will always change us in ways we don't want to change and we won't realize until we turn back to God until we do realize God will let us know but but we will allow ourselves to slip off and slip onto this 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 wrong side and it will change us in ways you know we will maybe not treat our loved ones like we should or 
or maybe we just will not be as uh, as you know as uh, good a Christian as we should. We won't be as good to strangers, or we won't, you know, all these things, all these things. We won't do the correct things. We'll start doing the wrong things more and more. So, again, this was not my saying. This is something I'd heard that I really liked and appreciated. Most of the time, our sin, our idol, or other god, is just ourselves. We're, we're stubborn. We're selfish. We don't want to let go of things from our past, or we, we like certain things. We don't want to let go of them even after we find out they're wrong. We find it hard to get rid of old habits. So we make excuses, or we try to justify our actions. You know, we try to rationalize things. Oh, it's just a little bit of that. It's okay, you know. Also, it's uncomfortable to change. To become that new creature that we're supposed to be in Christ. To become that new creature fully. That can be uncomfortable to change. But that is exactly what we are called to do. We are to grow into the new creation that God has made us grow into our salvation that Jesus has bought for us. We cannot just go par of the way. We must follow the Lord all the way to the very end of the path, dropping the weight of our sin as we mature and become more like Jesus. It is a wonderful transformation if we will work on it. But it does take work and it does take commitment to God. It also gives us true freedom, the freedom to be the godly, loving Christians we should be. So I want to thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. May the Lord bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.